and we are on book talk <laughs> book talk and i am your host anthony Murore, and i am welcoming each and every one of you and uh, as always at book talk we get to have an author who tells us his story or her story and uh, tell us about a book or many books that she or he might have written and today is no exception we have a guest with us who is known as grace tinsen and i hope i got that right perfect yeah so grace tinsen is going to tell us about herself and a book that she's written which is called thrive beyond divorce now it basically talks about financial independence so if you're interested on the money topic this is your show and uh, we are going to get it right from the author and before i take much more time i would like to welcome grace to the show welcome grace thank you for having me happy to be here yes and we are really honored to have you here and uh, before we get into the book, we'd like to know a bit about yourself, please. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I have been an entrepreneur all of my life, uh, and I've built two careers in as an entrepreneur. Um, I had a very, very successful real estate business early on and built our family into a giant lifestyle. And then through my own divorce and a deep recession at the same time, I went completely broke. And um, so that caused me to figure out what's next. And a good friend of mine, I had a mentor at the time because I really had no plan B, um, advised me to get into the financial field. And I thought, you know, that's weird advice. I had just gone broke. What credibility would I have? And he said, and this was the most important piece of advice I've ever gotten. He said, don't think like that. A, because you can listen, apply those principles that you learn to yourself, and then you can help people for the rest of your life. And, you know, that's just a piece of advice that resonated with me. So that's what I did. And I went on to create a very successful business there. I did spend most of my 25-year career uh, as, an, as an advisor in the divorce market. It's just that's where I was drawn. Uh, that's where my personal story uh, took root. And then I sold my practice in 2016 and then ended up writing the book in 2018 um, because I thought it was a story. It's, it's really a story of redemption. How do you start over from nothing? If, you know, a lot of people have been displaced out of jobs from the pandemic, through divorce, through death. And for women, women are particularly vulnerable, although the messages in my book about the pathway to financial independence is good for both men and women, and it doesn't depend on divorce. So if you're looking to get to financial independence um, for any reason, um, it's a book for everyone. Oh, wonderful. And uh, you talk about uh, building a business, a family business. When you say family business, you say it's a business that you you mean it's a business that you build with your husband? Nope. I had nothing to do with any of it ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I built it by myself. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't, and I, and I don't want to give the impression that uh, starting over when I literally lost everything 
was quick or easy. It is not. There's no magic soup for, uh, but I learned deep principles and I built it brick by brick uh, while I was building my financial practice. But no, husband had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, so when you lost it, uh, the husband was not like, uh, I mean, that's the, uh, your, your ex-husband, I guess. Uh, had nothing to complain about. I mean, you lost our business, so he did not well, hold you uh, on, a, on accountability. Yeah, so here's, here, here's how it works. Um, I was in California, and, and uh, during the time I built that real estate career, I just made a ton of money. I was earning three times what my husband earned. And then when the divorce happened, because of the laws of that state, you have to equalize whatever wealth you've created so that both parties, well, the way it works out, if you're the big earner and all of a sudden your income ends, it doesn't matter. They go back and look at your record. So the net result of that was I had to, you know, I chose to refinance our house. I pulled out all the equity to pay him a big cash settlement. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, the house lost value. Uh, the, the, the uh, recession crashed the value of the house. It ended the real estate industry in California for a period of several years. And so I had no income and no assets. So I got a foreclosure and bankruptcy. He got all the tax-free cash. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I get that. So you found yourself with nothing and nowhere to look at. And uh, many people find themselves there and then their story continues to go down and down. But uh, we are happy for you that you're, you found your way up. And this is why we have you here because you're going to tell us some secrets of how you found yourself up again. And- uh, Well, yes. okay. Yeah, please, please okay. do. Yeah, so anytime we suffer great loss, whether it's personal loss, you know, maybe the death of a loved one there, you know, more than a half million people in the U.S. have lost loved ones. Some of those people, a lot of those people were wage earners. And anytime you find yourself in a position where you lose everything, what feels like everything, mm -hmm. um, you, get, you get to a point where you meet yourself very closely. There's a choice right there. And I could look at my situation. You know, I left California with $1,000 to mm -hmm. start over with. Okay. That's nothing. That's nothing. Wow. That won't even that won't even get you in an apartment anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Uh -huh. So so, but here's here's where you meet yourself. I had to look at my situation. I said, look, I'm either going to despair myself to death because of this loss, mm -hmm. or I have to find my way out. You know, I'm either going to move under the bridge, or I'm going to beat this thing and figure it out. And so. Mm -hmm. You know, choice A was not a choice for me. And so that's when, so the first thing I did is, you know, meet myself and say, what is my situation? What resources do I have to work with? What do I have to, do I have any family support or any support anywhere else that can help me through this? In my case, I did not. So I was strictly up to my own, you know, ingenuity and, and personal resources to figure it out. And I was grieving. I mean, it's not easy emotionally. So you're, you're doing two things. You're trying to manage your difficult emotions and you're trying to rebuild something. 
that's when I reached out. That's when I reached out. So the first piece of advice I would give anyone, if you are find yourself in that situation is look around you and see what your resources are. Do you have personal resources, relationships, family, um, you know, things that you can sell? Do you have a room that you can rent? I mean, there's short term things that you can do to give yourself a little breathing room so that you can do the next thing. Uh, and as I already mentioned, my best move was to consult with somebody who wasn't in my situation. He was very, very successful, had been a friend of mine for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went to him, you know, with all humility. And I said, you know, uh, I have just lost everything. I don't know what to do. Um, and what would you do if you were in my situation? Mm -hmm. That was the question. And that's a question that allows for creativity to come out. Ask the most successful people you know, what would they do in a similar situation? And you'll be amazed at the creative uh, idea that can come from that. Mm. I, and I, and, you know, as I mentioned, I initially discounted his advice thinking, you know, I've just gone broke. I would have no credibility. Who would listen to me to yeah. advise them in matters of finance? And he challenged me. He said, don't think like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other thing you have to do. Ask for advice and then take it. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, when you are in emotional distress because of loss, you're not in the best position to navigate yourself. Mm -hmm. So everybody has resources somewhere. Uh, somebody that you can go, go to and ask, what would they do if they were in your situation? So that's the first place to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, in all these, because I'm wondering to myself, and it's good to make it uh, clear to us, in all these, there are no children involved. I mean, you didn't have children in your family, I mean, with your husband, or did you? Yeah, so my, my birth family, my mom and my dad, both had passed away. I didn't have any family that I could go back to. Okay. And obviously, my ex-husband wasn't about to now turn around and give me the money back, you know, because that's the law. Okay. And so, you know, so that I, in my case, so I guess the, the real value in my story is that I truly didn't have resources, but I had this one friend, this one successful friend mm -hmm. that advised me. And that was the step out, you know, that I, that I got to step out because of that. So even in my, without family, without any other kind of support, I did have one friend that was really successful. Okay. And I credit all the success that came after that absolutely to him. Okay. I was asking whether there were some children, you had children to look after. I did. Ah, you did. That, that's what I'm, because uh, when you're going through, how many children, if I may ask, just. I have, I have only one. At the time we went through the divorce, he was 13. So it was a difficult age for him, yeah. you know, and I, part of the mistakes that I made that caused me to go broke. I didn't have to go broke. That's the other message here. But mm -hmm. I made mistakes. I made mistakes thinking, you know, I've, I've made a ton of money. I can always make money. I'll get this figured out. I'll just pay him all the money and all. Well, the truth is in the middle of a deep recession, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a magic maker and I couldn't do it. I couldn't mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I, that's the other piece of advice that I would offer anyone is, especially if you're in the middle of a divorce or some, or, or a death, 
get some professional help. Don't rely on your own ability to make decisions at that time if you're very emotional and you know, you're not going to see things as clearly. Um, you know, a better advice for me would have been sell the house, split the equity, however it gets split, and then go on rather than, you know, refinancing, pulling out all the cash, and then the value goes to nothing and you lose everything. So there's mistakes that I made. It wasn't just circumstances that that took me down, but that was the other big mistake that I made is not seeking out the right kind of professional help trying to unravel this situation. My, yeah. It was my fault. It was my fault that I went as broke as I did. Yeah, and when you say about, you talk about making mistakes, we all make mistakes and we all find ourselves down <clears throat> through the, the mistakes that we may have made. And sometimes something out of our control, like now uh, everyone is going through this challenge that is worldwide and uh, the pandemic, so to say, some are losing jobs, some are uh, getting their businesses. I mean, they are losing their businesses and yeah. you find yourself. So either through the mistakes or through the unforeseen circumstances that cause you to get down there. What you are telling us is uh, to look for some advice, to ask questions, questions that could get you from where you are to where you want to be. And, and yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and also recognize that when you're experiencing loss of any type, it has an emotional impact and you yeah. may not be in the best position to just, you know, we panic sometimes and we go do this, then do that, then do this, then do that, rather mm -hmm. than having somebody, you know, have, sit you down, take a deep breath. Let's, let me help you assess where you are and what resources you might have, because when you're emotional, you can't always think of those things. And so, you know, more than any other thing, reaching out, to ask for help uh, is, is the best advice I can do and not just rely on your own uh, decision-making power in such important issues. Mm, good. And uh, so you found yourself way up again and you wrote the book, Thrive Beyond Divorce, Mastering the Money Game, Discovering Your Purpose and Offering Your Genius to the World. Here is the book that we are discussing. And uh, Mastering the Money Game. This is the most crucial part, and I say, of our life, because, uh, I mean, we, we, we may not, uh, how, how do I put it? Money matters in very many areas of our life. We have to eat, we have to uh, go to school, I mean, to take our kids to school, we have to wear, to dress, and have a, a roof over our head. So, Money is such an important part. So how do you master this game? Well, a couple things. Um, money is very important because it um, money isn't everything, but it does equal freedom to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we want to have freedom from worry. We want to have freedom from, you know, crises that may hit us that we're unprepared for. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this this book that I wrote chronicles how what did I do at first and then what did I do and then what did I do but again it was gathering resources um, I stayed with a friend for a, a small amount of time until I could figure out what city I was going to land in 
And then I moved to the city that I live in now. I didn't know a single soul. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out that part. You know, now I'm here. I don't have an income or money or savings. What do I do to get money right away? Mm -hmm. So one, one decision that I made right in there, get a roommate, mm -hmm. you know, half my housing cost. Yeah. You know, it's little, it's little decisions like that all along the way. Mm -hmm. And then as I learned and I grew and my business started to grow, you know, you build upon that brick by brick, decision by decision, but it's a whole series of important small decisions that will take you to financial independence. Yeah, and I kind of imagine how hard it is for someone who's had it all, someone who's been up there to come down again and starting look, start looking for options that could be, I mean, someone could be scared of, someone could be shy of, like going to look for a roommate Someone who was owning a house and not just a house, but a big house. And it, it takes courage, it takes some strength of a kind. So I believe, yeah. Well, well, here's the other really important message that I can share is do not let your ego, you know, cost you your future. Uh -huh. uh, it, it is very humbling to go broke. I went from big house, pool, tennis court, Mercedes fat lifestyle to nothing, you know? And so, you know, that's another thing you have to do early is humble yourself, Yeah, humble, your, humble yourself enough to ask for help and then, and then have them help you navigate some decisions. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, again, it's, it's where uh, there's a lot of personal growth involved mm -hmm. in mastering the money game. Yeah. A lot and a lot of it's right up here. We all arrive in our adulthood with a certain money mindset based mm -hmm. on the family, the family that you came from. If your family was extremely poor and money was hard to come by and you 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 often had nothing, you grow up with a mindset that says money is hard to make. Uh, I'm not worth making a lot of money. Uh, and it will and it will lead you down certain paths where it keeps you there. Mm -hmm. So understanding that this is a mental game, first of all. Okay. Um, you know, by the same token, if you were born in an affluent family, you always had enough. You know, you could see that you know money wasn't that hard to make, and your parents might have mentored you a bit on some success principles. Yeah. You know, you grew up with a different kind of mindset, and mm -hmm. and that carries on. So. So that's one of the first things too, is to be, observe your own mind. What is your money mindset? Mm -hmm. what, what is your mind, you know, what sort of beliefs have you borrowed probably from someone else about what is true about money? Uh, and so once you're aware of that, then you can see where you need to do some work. Um, because again, this is a mental game above all else. Yeah. I can teach, you know, you can read in any book, how to make a budget how to plan this, how to do that. But if you've got the wrong money mindset, you can read a thousand books on those things. It won't mean anything to you. Okay. You have to, be, have to be willing to tackle your own mindset and get to the bottom of it and then start to correct the way that you think if you've got some self-defeating uh, money thoughts. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's the mindset that is going to determine where you go from here to where you want to go. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you see just the, the bit that I've told you, it was the beginning of a complete transformation of my relationship with money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was making all of that money down in California, I was also spending a ton uh, because I was unhappy in my marriage. You know, women will typically overeat or over shop if they're very emotionally unhappy. Mm -hmm. And that was me. I shopped. You know, so I was dropping a thousand bucks of, you know, a week sometimes at Nordstrom, yeah. uh, you know, for stuff I didn't need. And yeah. so it's also coming to grips with that. You know, what are your what are your saving and spending habits? Mm -hmm. How have what is your relationship with money? Uh, and if you find that you consistently earn but consistently don't have money, you got to put some work in right there because. You know, you're not going to find a quick and easy answer in, in anybody's book, including mine. Yeah. But if you're willing, if you're willing to grapple with your own belief system and your mindset and, and look at your spending habits with a critical eye. Mm -hmm. So I have all this, all the steps to do that are in the book, like where to start and how to start to track so that you really get a clear and accurate picture of what's coming in and what's going out and what you can adjust. Oh, okay. And there's a gap that I want us to very well understand. We have that here you have the money and uh, you lose the money. And again, you have the money. Now in this gap where you don't have the money and you've been successful in business. And again, on this other end, you are successful in business. And as we know it, business takes capital. So how does this gap connect from loss of, capital, loss of capital to another capital? Yep. Well, that, and that's a really good point. So remember, I took, I took my friend's advice to get into the financial field. So the costs okay. involved with getting in that field are education. Mm -hmm. You have to re-educate yourself in that field. So there was some education costs. There is licensing fees to get licensed to be to sell securities and mm -hmm. um, and financial products. Mm -hmm. So there is there you know it's not a high capital demand business, but it does require something. So one of the early decisions I also made is you know my beautiful shiny navy blue Mercedes sold it you mm -hmm. know and even though I put a couple hundred thousand miles on it, I still got twenty grand out of it. That was the money that I started over with. Okay. So that was a humbling day. That was another day to uh, meet my own humility when I traded in my beautiful Mercedes for a 1987 screaming Chevy Nova, ironically, the same color. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and then I, at that point, I had to just sort of laugh at it because it's like, well, here we are, we're starting over, yeah. but you have to be willing to set your pride aside and say, this is an, the only thing I crawled out of California with was that car and a thousand bucks. And I, I sold that car right away. And that gave me a little running room, gave me enough time and money to get through education and, uh, and get myself licensed. And then the business was about acquiring clients. Okay. And so that's how that, so that's how it worked in my case. But again, it's the same message. You have to see what resources you have. Okay. You know, if you've got a decent car, sell it and buy a less expensive car. If you have you know, a, an extra room for somebody, get a roommate, simple things like that, that are within your power to decide on. Uh, that's how you do it. And 
the other question is, in this gap, there is no job anywhere. I mean, it didn't come to a point where you said, I have got this, uh, I've got this money, I've sold my car, and uh, the money is still running out. So in order for me to sustain the flow, I have to look for a job somewhere. You didn't look for a job? Um, so here's another, you know, maybe it's what's right about me, but it might be one also my limitation. Mm -hmm. I am just hardwired to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Honestly, honestly, I've been one my whole life. I don't really know how to go get a job. Okay. I don't know what I would put on. Well, I've been a successful entrepreneur. What does that qualify me for? Yeah. Well, in my mind, it, it would qualify me to be another kind of successful entrepreneur. And that's what I pursued. But again, if you've had it, I mean, now is an excellent time to find a job. A lot of people are watching. The pay scale is too low for, you know, you can't make a living wage on what a lot of companies are paying. Mm -hmm. And so again, you know, you have to look at your resources. Can you, you know, find maybe another job in your field that pays more or a combination? It typically is a combination of things. It's not just one thing. I'm going to get some fat job that will pay me a lot and everything will be fine. Usually it doesn't work that way, you know, but if you do a combination of things, lower your overhead get a roommate or get into a less expensive housing situation, okay. you know, get a grip on your transportation. You usually have to do four or five things at once in order to pull all those ends to the middle. Yeah. Okay. So in your case, because you've been an entrepreneur all your life, uh, I wouldn't ask you to compare entrepreneurship with the employment, but uh, so if I wouldn't ask you to compare the two, uh, I would ask, why would you encourage someone to be an entrepreneur? Well, the truth is I wouldn't <laughs> necessarily. Yes. Mm -hmm. What I believe, what I believe to be true and just working with people all my life is that you're either hardwired to, um, to work for somebody okay. or you're, you're completely a rogue and unable to work for anybody. So you must work for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I fall into that latter category. Okay. Not everybody, not everybody's design. I'm not, I would never advise that uh, the way of the entrepreneur is right for everyone. Cause it is not yeah. some people, you know, I am remarried now. My husband is absolutely hardwired. He's a salaried engineer Okay. Uh, you know, and, and that's what he knows and that's what he loves. Uh -huh. And he, he in no way, shape or form would take the risk associated with being an entrepreneur where your income is up and down and up and down. You know, he and I are, we're, we're designed differently. Okay. I have the tolerance. I have the tolerance for that kind of change. Mm -hmm. And it's forced me to really be careful with my budget, to, to manage my income and my outgoes very carefully. Uh, but but he's not designed that way. So that's the first thing is, you know, recognize how are you designed? Mm -hmm. You know, are, are you a risk taker? Are you know, are you fearless on some level? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, look at entrepreneurism because that's where you can become truly wealthy. It's very difficult to become wealthy, wealthy as a salaried person. But that's not everybody's desire either. Okay. You might have a very comfortable living yeah. uh, as a salaried employee. And especially if you're playing to your skill set, if that's how you're designed and you have something that's fulfilling, then perfect. 
Perfect. So again, it's all about self-awareness and understanding how you're designed, what your tolerance for risk is, and what your skills are, and what other skills you could acquire to maybe put yourself in a higher income bracket. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for that. And now when you talk about uh, being an entrepreneur and uh, going through that phase of up, down, and up and down, there is someone who, out there who may be thinking that, yes, you found yourself down once and that was enough. So when you talk about the entrepreneur journey of up, down, up, down, it doesn't end with that one flat down. You still experience some losses along the way, even after you are successful and you've got to know how to handle that. Yeah, absolutely. I picked, uh, ironically, this advice that I got to go into the financial services field, yeah. in my opinion, is absolutely one of the hardest businesses on earth mm -hmm. for many reasons. A, it's quite technical. You have to know a lot and you have to continually, continually educate yourself. You have to, uh, you know, acquiring clients takes time. Yeah. The way most you know, it's, it, it, it requires relationships of trust. Mm -hmm. When I'm brand new to an area and I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone. And so I don't have any relationships of trust. You have to build that. Mm -hmm. So my first step in that business was uh, to get my, as I'm licensing and getting four or five different technical licenses to be in the financial field, um, I, there was a little health insurance product that was available in our state that was wildly popular. Mm -hmm. And I found that, I found that company, I got appointed with them and it was for small business. Um, but it also, one of the things that made it so popular in my area is that it was an, a health insurance policy that would pay chiropractors and acupuncturists and chiropractors and all sorts of alternative healers, which are very, very popular here. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I looked out there and I said, this is something I can get behind because it's a product that everybody wanted. So what I did is I got up every day, I went out and pounded the pavement and I went to all these little business parks, okay. introduced myself to the manager, you know, left him a little bit of information about this, um, this great insurance policy. Uh, and many of them became clients and those were my first relationships. And then when I had all my securities licenses, I could go back to those same businesses and say, now I can put in place your 401k and you, you know, your group insurance plans and all of that stuff. So that's, I built it brick by brick. It wasn't quick and it wasn't easy. It was 10 years before I hit six figures again. Mm. So that's the other thing you have to have a long tolerance for uh, if you're gonna go the entrepreneur route, you have to have a, a good tolerance for how long it can, it's gonna cost more than you think and it will take longer than you think. Yeah, and it's good to know that uh, everything takes time. And uh, sure. yeah, we, we watch uh, things and nature teaches us, teaches us along of uh, a lot of things. That's, that's what I usually say. When I look at a tree, when I look at a plant that you put a seed in the ground, and you wait for months and years before it brings food. That applies to life too in other areas. In business, it applies to family. So someone needs to be a patient person. It, yeah, it does. And so again, you have to, um, you have, what, what causes someone to have the grit, and this is what, be, if you're thinking about entrepreneurism, these are the really important questions you're gonna to wanna to ask yourself. Do I have the grit 
Do I have the courage? Do I have the stick-to-itiveness that when this gets really, really hard, I'm not going to give up on myself? Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes people, if they've never been an entrepreneur, they don't know the answer to that question. And then they find out later on, but there's ways that you can, you know, kind of test that out, taking smaller steps along the way. So perhaps one, you know, I, I throw myself off the cliff uh, regularly because I'm a risk taker. You know, I'm into the big risk, big reward uh, track, but that's not everybody by a long shot. Yeah. You know, another, another gentler way that you can approach that is get some kind of paying job, any kind of paying job. Mm -hmm. any kind of paying job, just to kind of give you a base income. And then you have to maybe build your entrepreneurial business after hours or on the weekends or well in your free time, which means that you're going to have to sacrifice uh, some of your free time in order to build your empire on the other side. But, you know, I'll continually bring you back to that question. What's the alternative? Yeah. Do I just sit here and suffer and be broke all my life? Or am I willing to you know, really put the pedal to the metal and, you know, challenge myself to stick with this and to work hard and give up my free time for possibly quite a long time, you know, in order to build something. Uh, and those are the important questions that you're going to want to ask early on. So it's just a matter of questions, 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 questions. Yeah. Questions. And, and you see how everything that I brought up so far gets back to mindset yeah every Happy. every single piece why, every single piece. it all goes back yeah mm -hmm. a magic a magic budget isn't going to solve this mm -hmm. how you think how you think and how you're willing to change the way you think uh, and change your relationship with money that's what's going to get you to success and what i want to believe is that the, my relationship to money is going to come from the relationships with people that i have because uh, someone said that uh, your total income is dependent about uh from is dependent on the five contacts that mm -hmm. you are constantly with i mean if you are with someone who has a different mindset from you someone who's always thinking about poverty and uh someone who thinks that money is hard to come by then that's what you're gonna acquire absolutely that is very very true you become the combination of the five people you spend the most time with yeah. so you know when you're trying to rebuild something seek out people that are way more successful than you are mm -hmm. and and make a relationship with them spend time with them take them to lunch ask them if you can interview them people love to be interviewed <laughs> you know and especially people that have become really successful because they've probably put their heart and soul into something and they've learned some things along the way yeah so you know if, if you don't have a relationship with them and you want to have a relationship with them it's flattering to come to somebody and say may i you know i noticed that you're successful in this and this and this w would you be willing to sit down with me for a half hour so i can ask you some questions about how you became successful mm -hmm. you'll be amazed at what you can dig up out of that you just have to have the courage to pick up the phone or approach somebody, you know, go to a business meeting and find the most successful person in the room and ask them if you can interview them. Ah, really? Something is a good uh, thing to know that uh, people are willing to help. People are willing to give out. Do they give out their secrets? I mean, you approach someone who's been very successful in business and he tells you the secrets of how he got there. Well, and it's, um, so number one, 
not everybody that you approach will agree to it. Don't take it personally and don't get your little feelings hurt. Okay. Go to the next person, go to the next person. But the thing is most successful people are happy to share some of the things. I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me the trade secrets of your company. Yeah. What I'm asking you for is how did you develop yourself? How did you think of this? And then what inspired you to do that? That's the kind of questions that people love to answer mm -hmm. that are not going to give away all their company secrets or threaten them in that way. Uh, but it, 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 People will love to tell you, what are the, how did I develop myself in order to reach the success that I've had? Ah, that's beautiful. Now, you talk about you uh, succeeding by knocking on doors and uh, talking about what you have to offer, your genius. And how will someone else who's in a different area from you offer their genius to the world? Good question. So I didn't have that. I didn't even have that as a goal early on. I was mm -hmm. just trying to survive. Okay. So when I was in that stage, I just had to look to do the next thing. How am I going to survive? How am I going to build this? How am I going to acquire more clients? How am I going to make better relationships? How do I inspire my existing clients to give me referrals? Mm -hmm. Those, you know, I was, I was dealing with the day-to-day brick-by-brick building. But as I became successful again, mm -hmm. what started to occur to me is that it, it, because it changed, it transformed my personal relationship with money. Yeah. I thought, you know, money is good. It gives us some security and some freedom, mm -hmm. but it's not the only thing. I said, now I've been given the gift and I didn't see it that way for a long time. I've been given the gift of this really painful um, experience. Yeah. And I, and I found a way out. I have an obligation to share with people what I learned along the way in order to acquire something when I had nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that has given meaning and purpose to my life. So you won't get to that question if you're in struggle, <clears throat> but keep it in mind, keep it on the horizon that what you learn and how you will change yourself um, will be a gift to other people that are coming up behind you that are dealing with the same struggle uh, and you might have a golden key to help them reach that next level and I believe we as human beings we are one human family here I believe we have an obligation to take figure out what our gifts are and offer them back to the world and offer them back to the world that will give you a life of meaning and purpose which is it as important or maybe even more important than the money. Oh, thank you very much. And we thank you for offering us this gift that you've given unto us, this book that you've written, Thrive Beyond Divorce. And uh, as I can hear when you're describing it, it's not only those people who are divorced that should read this book, it has got some great nuggets for any person that would look uh, to improve himself in the area of finances. Yeah, I, uh, I originally, because my uh, client base was largely female, I sort of targeted that in my initial message, but 
I have as many men reading the book now as women. And the, the, there's a universal feedback that this book is not just for women. And it's not just for people who are divorcing. It's yeah. for everyone. It's for everyone who wants to lead a life with meaning and purpose, who wants to get to a more secure place of financial independence. It, it, it applies. It has a wide, wide application. So if you're not female and you're not in a divorce, you know, consider it anyway, because uh, there will be something in there that, that you might be able to apply to your own situation. Oh, wonderful. And uh, please give us a, a wrap up of the book. Give us like a summary or something that may get the person to really understand the whole idea of this book, in short. In short, um, I believe everyone needs to master the money game, not just women. Men and women need to master the money game. We're in a time of real crisis, I think, in the world for a lot of different reasons. And if, if you are poor and struggling uh, and unable to even help yourself, you'll never be able to help someone else. Mm. But if we stick together, we share our knowledge with each other unselfishly, we're willing to, you know, take whatever success we've had and then reach a hand back and pull somebody else up, yeah. our world will simply be a better place. Mm -hmm. So that's the overarching message is it's worth figuring out what you have to offer uh, that you can help somebody else because I promise you that that's as satisfying if not more satisfying than just the security that comes with financial independence. Oh, wonderful. And uh, helping other people gets you helped too. Yeah. And, but also keep in mind that you won't get to those questions until you're a little further along. If you're really struggling now and you really don't have much of anything, yeah. you know, you don't have to jump right to how do I help humanity when I'm still struggling myself. So yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. Handle, handle your own business first yeah. and then, you know, make note of what you learned along the way. How did you have to transform yourself? Mm -hmm. How did you have to learn how to make decisions differently? How did you think about you know expenses and earning differently those are the real lessons that other people can benefit from because they're universal you know my situation was unique to me yours will be unique to you yeah but what you what you've learned about how you change yourself uh is the gift that you can give to the world no matter what you're doing mm -hmm. in every area of your every life. area yeah you, you and if you find yourself and you can always be ready to offer something to the world once you find yeah. yourself. Yeah. But take care of yourself first, yeah. but then look beyond. Don't just stay there. This is where a lot of people, I think, get stuck. Uh, you know, and I did too in my former career. I got addicted to earning money. I thought, oh man, I made this. You know, I, I remember writing to a friend after I had already. Uh, you know, been out there for a while and I was making more money than I did. I wrote to a friend of mine from my hometown. I saying, you know, it's just amazing. I pay more in taxes now than I ever earned in my life. You know, I was just all blown up with my own magnificence about how much money I was making. Yeah. And the truth is, and, and I became addicted to that instead of saying, what do I want this money to do for our family? Mm -hmm. what, kind of leg what kind of legacy do I want to leave? Is it all about just acquiring, acquiring, acquiring? 
You know, the answer is no, because yeah. money can come and money can go. You better be developing yourself along the way. And it'll have a lot more meaning for you if you look to see what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? When you're no longer here, what will people say of you and what you contributed? Those are good questions to spend a little time with. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. And it's good when you've been somewhere, you can always find your way back again to where you've been. So you found yourself to where you were before and you put it in this book. And for someone who's down there, you can always follow someone who's been there and out of it. And this is why you need to read this book, Thrive Beyond Divorce by Grace Tinsen. And where Thank can you. we find it? Um, it's on Amazon. You can. Yep. Uh, it's on. It's on Amazon, a paperback. But it's also there's an audio version there too, if you prefer audio. Um, you know, there are. It's a downloadable, and you can. Uh, and you can also. Many many people are into podcasts and audiobooks these days. So there is an audible version if you want the audible version. Ah, okay. It's not the versions audible uh, online paperback. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thank you very much yeah. for offering it uh, to well, us. And we really appreciate you taking this time to come and talk to us about it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. And we also appreciate every viewer, every listener who is listening out there. Thank you for your time. And uh, we pray that you're going to thrive anyway. Whether you've been down or whether you've been there somewhere in the middle, you're going to thrive more. This is what we desire of you. So please go read the book, Thrive Beyond Divorce by Grace Tinson. Yeah, this has been your host, Anthony Murore, and it's been quite a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And bye for now.